It is the Dynasty Podcast live broadcast series featuring podcasts of live Dynasty broadcasts. My name is Haima Black. This week, a podcast of the live Dynasty broadcasts out of Columbia College Chicago's Amp Hip Hop class featuring interviews with the course's students and instructor, Alex Fruchter. Here's how that sounds. We are here at Columbia College. Could not be more excited to be here. Going to be talking about podcasting. And I'm here with a gentleman. What is your name, sir? Uh, Ivan Pryor, administrative coordinator here at Amp Hip Hop. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about podcasting, I think, today. And I know that you guys were interested in getting a podcast started, potentially, to you know, work alongside your project. Is that the case? or? Yeah, it definitely. Uh, we just wanted to like figure out how we can get this started and definitely ask you some questions and then have some people you know, in the class come up and ask questions as well. But my first question for you is, uh, like, what is the basic setup? What do we need to, you know, really get started? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. And there's a couple answers, because you can obviously go as high-end as you want, like a multi-million dollar studio, and record something and have that be released as a podcast. But, well, first of all, does everyone in here know what a podcast is? Okay. I mean, it's it's just like a broadcast that you put online, you know, for digital streaming or download, kind of like a radio show. It could be music or talk or both. So probably self-evident. Um, but equipment for a podcast can really range. Like I said, you mean you could use like a multi-million dollar studio and record yourself talking or record some music. Or you can really like at the other end of the spectrum, you could use your smartphone or even, you know, if you have a laptop, you know, and I assume everyone here has a laptop or a smartphone or a tablet, you know, maybe. Um, you can use all of those items to record a podcast. You can open up GarageBand and hit record and set your microphone to the internal microphone in the computer. Uh, in your smartphone, you can download recordable apps. And I think that the iPhone even comes with one app that records. But a lot of those apps allow you to save your broadcast, you know, email it to yourself or download it. And then you can take that and then you can upload it online. And that's, you know, a podcast. And then kind of, you know, uh, kind of in between, you could get yourself something like this if you're really serious about it. Uh, I got this. It's an Olympus handheld recorder. I'm not trying to shill for Olympus, uh, but this thing works awesome. I use this for a ton of my podcasts. Um, <laughs> uh, I use this for a bunch of my podcasts. I record it that it has awesome sound quality and it fits in my pocket, you know, and I can make this sound like a recording studio when I tweak the effects and stuff like when I'm editing it. So you don't need, you know, if you're serious about it, this costs about two or $300, I think, something like this. But if you just want to try it out, you can use your phone, man. You don't have to, like, the barrier to entry is very low. You don't have to think like, oh, I can't afford to be able to do a podcast. I can't afford the equipment. Because probably you have something already that you own where you would be able to record something, capture it, and upload it online. Cool, cool. I mean, I'm just going to open up the floor right now. Sure. For people to come up here and ask you some questions. So, yeah. How did you decide what content, what it, what makes for a good podcast? Like, how did you figure out, you know, what, what you'd be doing and, like, what would you recommend for them? Yeah. So the question, uh, I don't know if the mic picked it up, but is, you know, what makes good podcast content? What would I recommend? Things like that. Um Good podcast content, the rule of thumb seems to be, for me, if you're listening to something and you're getting bored by it, other people will be bored by it. There are podcasts that I've put out where it's okay, and you know maybe I'll trim it a little bit because I'm like, I don't maybe need 27 minutes of this person talking. And then there's other podcasts that I do 
where you just kind of capture gold. You talk to somebody because a lot of my broadcasts and podcasts are talk based. They're not music based because there's a lot of licensing issues that goes with putting music out on a podcast, putting it up in iTunes, you know, just like just like YouTube. It's, you know, if you upload unauthorized music or if they think you do, they'll kick you out. Um, so for me, good content is something that you're engaged by or that you you know, are reasonably sure that other people will be engaged by. But a, really, like, a good rule of thumb is if you're digging it, other people have a chance of digging it. And if you're not, if you're sitting there bored, probably other people are not going to be into it. So if and in, I don't know if you have more questions, but if anyone has any, come up here, talk into the mic, say your name, and we will uh, move through it. Um, yeah. So... <clears throat> What avenues exist? I mean, obviously, they're thinking of doing this, I guess, for marketing reasons yeah. or a reason to grow the brand. I mean, what kind of strength does a podcast pre present to something like a college-run record label? Is this even a worthwhile endeavor for their time? Yeah, I mean, I think it absolutely is because something that AMP has, excuse me, you guys have a really strong connection with these artists, and you've had really notable talent on the amp label before who have done projects with you guys uh rocky fresh was on amp right didn't he do something with you guys maybe a while back a lot of closed session songs i don't think we oh. they do knowledge knowledge yeah, we've had knowledge glc yeah a lull who's like an alternative band so, uh, oh, okay well maybe so i mean you guys part of yeah, <laughs> but you guys have a strong connection with a lot of these really quality artists, so something that you could look at in producing a podcast as part of your brand and as part of your project, you know, is talking to these artists that you guys are working with. You know, maybe you put out a song and then you also do a five-minute interview with each artist who's doing song on your record, you know, or you, you know, maybe do like an audio documentary of the project. You do like three little or like three minute increments, you know, and you upload a couple of those and that tells the story of the project as it's coming along. So things like that, I mean, it absolutely creates compelling content to live alongside your main music project. And then the other thing is that, you know, just from a marketing standpoint, you're putting something out that's unique because, I mean, podcasts have been around for a while now, but it's not like every single project, every single blog, every single release has a podcast that accompanies it. So it does help you stand out in that sense and that it's not just another mixtape, but there's also, you know, podcast content, maybe you have video content. You know, all those things feed into and help grow the main project. Pretty sure we've had you on before, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my name is Daniel Dance. I'm part of the marketing uh, group yeah. for AMP. Uh, my question is, What's worked best for you as far as, like, increasing your reach and gaining an audience for your podcast? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a really good question. I've been podcasting for a long time. I mean, long in blog years. Seven years in blog years. Is, that's like dog years, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, when I first started doing it, it was really, really niche. And then I, you know, I went through different platforms that I was hosting the podcast on. And when I got on SoundCloud, for me, that opened a lot of doors. And, you know... I'm not trying to, again, shill for SoundCloud either. I've, I've done some projects with SoundCloud. I'm a big fan. Um, but for me, when I started putting my uh, content on SoundCloud, 
and then affiliating it with a blog. I had like a daily Chicago music blog that I still have. Um, and when I started using those tools together with the podcast, that was when I really started seeing a more widespread awareness and interest level in the podcast, more people finding out about it. It was reaching further, you know. So when you have, I think, a good digital home for it, you know, a Tumblr is a great platform if you're going to do content like a SoundCloud or or any other platform, uh, streaming service. But I, th- I think SoundCloud is a great platform to be on. The one catch is that if you want to have a lot of content, you do kind of have to pay to upgrade to higher um like to a greater number of minutes there's also bandcamp bandcamp's a really nice platform too the catch there is that you can't put long content up like i think that there's like a 15 20 minute uh limit on bandcamp so you can put up as much content as you want but if you're doing a long form podcast it might be better on soundcloud if you're doing short form podcasts it might be better on bandcamp uh doing those things though and then, like, again, putting them on, like, a really nice-looking Tumblr, maybe paying 30 bucks for a nice theme, something like that. Or you can find themes that don't cost money. You can do this really inexpensively. But all those kind of things, when you have a nice presentation, tie it to a Twitter, tie it to a Facebook page, all those things, for me, have opened a lot of doors. Uh, my name's Troy. And I guess my question would be, um, over the years of your podcasting, do you see that it works better um, going in with, like, a uniform interview or do you see more feedback coming back when you're just like trying to get to know that person, just have like a random conversation and just kind of get a feel who they are? Yeah. Or do you tend to have all those questions lined up? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, for me, the nice thing is that since my podcast is so hyper local, I have a lot of people on like as repeat guests. Alex has been on a number of times. Um, a lot of Chicago artists who have been on two, three, four, even five times over the last seven years. And, yeah, like, you know, the first interview usually is pretty formal, maybe even the second one a little bit less formal. But then by, like, the third interview, a lot of times I'm not even, like, writing out questions beforehand. You know, it's just like, dude, it's South by Southwest. How has your trip been? You know, it's all just, like, winged. And those interviews are a lot more fun, and hopefully they're more fun to listen to because there is a greater sense of familiarity between myself and the artists and, you know, things like that. And the other thing is doing stuff like this where it's not a – set you know uh questions written out in advance kind of thing this is more of like a improvisational open forum things like this are more fun too because this is i have no idea what anyone's going to ask you know so i don't know if that answers your question so then if we were doing a project or for a mixtape um how many podcasts do you think we should have with each artist if we're going to do a song with one artist should we do two podcasts with that artist even though they're on one song or I would, if it were me, I would limit it to like one interview per artist or one segment per artist. Because I think if, let's say you're doing like a 12-song mixtape, you don't want to put out a 48-track podcast because no one will listen to that. But if you put out a 12-song album or mixtape and then you put out a 12-part podcast series, you know, maybe someone's not going to sit and listen to every single one but if they look at one or two artists on your mixtape and they're like i really like this guy and i really like this guy they'll probably go to the podcast album and listen to the interviews with those two guys because they're gonna be like okay i want to find out more about this dude but you know for artists who are starting out you probably only need one segment per artist that's my thought um i'm bradley yep and i was wondering is there like a submission process with itunes or can anyone just put a podcast up and it just exists or do you have to wait for them to 
be there or have a certain type of feed into the podcast. You know, man, it's something that I have not actually spent a lot of time with for as long as I've been podcasting. Because for me, I have so many, I have like 250, 275 podcasts now. So I wasn't in iTunes originally because I had music on my podcast. And then after that, I was just like, God, I've got so many podcasts. I don't really have time to go back and reformat everything in a feed for iTunes. So I've just never gotten around to iTunes because at this point I've got so many shows. But, you know, there is a, just like anything in iTunes and, and Apple, there's, as far as I understand it, like a submission process. And I think that, you know, you can't have unauthorized music in your podcast. So you can't just, like, play, you know, a bunch of tracks from an artist you like. And I think a lot of people do that anyway, but you're not, like, supposed to. You know, when you run the risk of getting your stuff kicked out of iTunes, just, again, like YouTube. Um, so I think you have to have your stuff be, you know, all your own intellectual property and then submit it, and it has to be the right format. And then I think from there, it pretty much will go in. But again, like you, I, I think you can, not that you shouldn't do iTunes. iTunes is really important, but you can also have the stuff live on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, which is very easy and low barrier to get it in there. So, As someone that, like, well, I guess, how, going back to Troy's question about interviews, how do you, like, save an interview are there any tips for just like dealing with these artists i don't how many of you guys have experience in doing interviews anyone in it's 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 uh it's a little difficult because you want to know you want to get in the right setting for the artist make sure they're comfortable and then just like picking the right questions to ask yeah, so so we're talking about like asking the right questions and asking not asking the wrong questions and how to you know, it's I'll say this, it pays to do your homework. Even if you know the artist like personally and you think it's going to be like a casual discussion because there are artists who I know very well at this point, so I'm not worried about going into a discussion with them or an interview, but I still want to make sure that I know what they've got going on. You don't want to call their th- um, album by the wrong name. I was at North Coast, uh, North Coast Music Festival here in Chicago earlier this summer, and a couple of artists that I'm friends with were there, and I was talking with them, and there was like some press backstage, and this was press I'd never seen at a festival before. I don't think that they were regulars. I think that they are just people who are maybe trying out blogging or something like that. Um, they didn't seem very professional, and they called some friends of mine, uh, this band Gemini Club, I guess I can say it, Gemini Club, they called Gemini Club Midnight Conspiracy, who is a totally different act. And, the, you know, the, the first question was something like, so what's it like being in Midnight Conspiracy? And so then from that point on, they just checked out of the interview. So it sounds really simple, man. Know who you're interviewing. Know what they've got going on. Even if it's going to be like a real casual interview, you don't want to get your facts wrong. And you don't want to bring something up that might be a sensitive topic. Um, you know, you, you just want to be careful with your words. And the best way to do that is research. And really, like, you listen to their new record. You check out their Facebook, like their, you know, professional Facebook. You don't have to stalk their personal Facebook. But you check their Facebook. You check their Twitter Check their band website, listen to what they're doing, you know, read any emails, maybe a publicist has sent uh, about them, and you should be pretty well informed from there. At this point, everyone's so eager to share what they're doing that a lot of times you can find out everything you need to know right from their social media channels. And then a lot of that can fuel and supply your interview questions. One thing that I've seen young interviewers do, and even maybe you were, you did this when you were sure. younger, and I did do it for sure, 
but I think that uh, is there a period of kind of did you go through a period of like wanting to be an artist's friend or in the early days like wanting an artist to think that you were this cool cool writer how do you balance kind of your personal feelings about someone's music versus doing an interview and is it in your opinion okay to let your personal <coughs> feelings of like if you're really a fan of someone lead into you talking to them yeah so you're you know the question is uh, about um like walking the line between being too friendly with the artists and also being professional but you know uh, being like a fan of their work but because i mean with my podcast you know i choose who's on it so naturally everyone who's on is someone whose work i'm a fan of whether they're an artist or you know their professional work like alex i've had alex on the podcast a number of times because i'm a big fan of ruby hornet i'm a big fan of what he does with amp i think he does really good work you know and and we get along really well so that's something where you know we have a friendly relationship we're friends but um like again just using alex as an example i never have him on the podcast just to shoot the shit it's always for something professional you know and and the interview is probably going to be very like you know chummy but it's not going to just be me bringing him on just to be like hey man like everything you're doing is so great how are you so awesome that's the first question um i mean yeah it's a really good question (laughs) but um yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm lucky I've had artists on whose work I've been a fan of or respected for years. And the main thing you want to do is you make you want to make sure that you present yourself in a professional capacity. Because if you are too gushy or too chummy or trying to be too cool, a lot of artists can see through that. You know, like there's a lot of really cheesy journalists, a lot of really like this is something we saw on radio all the time, just super cheesy personalities. And you don't want to be that. You want them to respect you first and foremost and then maybe after the interview maybe you grab a beer or something like that because you've known them for a while but you know when the mic's on when you're transcribing when you're talking to them in a professional capacity first and foremost it's getting the story and you know covering it from a professional angle and then you ask questions like how did you get so awesome you know i'm jordan okay and i was wondering if there's like a time limit that you'd say like when people start checking out like if there's a certain amount of time and you see that less people are interested because it's too long or if even it might be too short and people don't want to hear it because they don't think there's enough content is there like how do you balance that yeah i mean that's a really good question uh just for me with my interviews i try to keep things between i don't know i want to say like a good like eight and 15 minutes ideally sometimes these like live broadcasts like we're doing now these can run longer because these are kind of a little bit more free form but in terms of just doing a straight ahead interview with an artist for me i try to aim for eight to 15 minutes i think that that's you know 15 minutes i think is kind of the long end of where someone's going to be interested unless it's some you know unless it's someone really huge like it wouldn't happen but if i had kanye west on my podcast i wouldn't stop him at like nine minutes and be like dude we're we're running really long (laughs) um you know but but most like younger artists in the city who i talk to yeah I'll do like a 10 minute interview. I think that's a good amount of time where I can get their personality. We can promote whatever they're doing and get us feel for kind of who they are as a person without it running too long that people are like, Oh my God, how are they still talking? You know? Uh, Well, have you ever encountered where like the most interesting thing about somebody runs really long and you don't get enough of the other content and how do you like manage cutting like what you should cut in that situation? Yeah. um, Where, where I kind of get too much of the wrong thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes you don't get people who really 
are um, that communicative or they don't, you know, it might just be their personality. They're not talkers and they're not people who are comfortable promoting themselves that well. Not everybody has that trait, which is fine. So sometimes, yeah, you like, like I've had interviews where I, a lot of times I go in with about 10 questions and I feel like that's a safe amount that I'm not going to run out. And if I need more, I can wing it. You know, we'll probably by like the fifth question or so move into more of a dialogue. Um, Sometimes I go through 10 questions with somebody and I look at the clock and it's been a four minute interview and I'm just like, Oh my God, like what do I talk to this person about? So you, you, you try to like something that I learned early on doing journalism is follow up questions. If you've got a list of questions, but then they bring something up that's really interesting. You don't bypass that and just be like, well, my next question number six is this, like if they're just like, yeah, we were in the studio and then no doubt was in the studio next to us. And we talked about recording a single with them. You don't go, so you're playing at Metro this week, you know, <laughs> like you're going to be like, dude, that's crazy. Talk about that. How was no doubt? You know, like, so if you're open to um, kind of like taking detours in the conversation, if they present themselves, a lot of times that can really help fuel an interview with good content. So just one more question. Sure. Uh, have you ever encountered that, like during an interview, like what you're trying to aim and get out of somebody they just completely ignore and then you might feel like you want to cut that and how do you go about like not offending someone because you just don't really want to post that, that yeah I mean I'm a little lucky I haven't had too many podcasts where I'm just like oh my god why do I have to post this um I, I've gotten a lot of good interviews over the years so I'm again I'm lucky in that respect but yes yeah, sometimes people are not going to give you the interview sometimes people are not going to give you the content that you wanted or that you went in expecting you know and ultimately you have to chalk that up like from a journalist standpoint to you know i'm not in charge of the story you know like they're the subject and they're going to tell me what the story is and i can only ask the questions and then they're going to give me the answers they give me and sometimes you can kind of like try to steer it a, a little bit in that converse in that like a certain direction but you can't force it you can't be like so you guys had a terrible time in the studio right and then they're like no it was a great time you're like but you hated it right you know like you can't just try to like force it so does that answer your question yeah cool thank you yeah this has been the dynasty podcast live broadcast series thanks to alex fruchter and the columbia college chicago amp hip-hop course for being on the broadcast this week you can find past dynasty podcasts and follow all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty my name is Jaima black dynasty descend